I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. Welcome to Be Natural, a place to come for the latest buzz in natural medicine. Hi, this is Dr. Amy Bader. And Dr. Renee Hubka. Hi, Renee. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. We are going to keep talking about holistic dermatology. This will be part two of our little episodes here, um, talking about skin health and how we approach that. Yes. Holistic dermatology, part two. <laughs> part two. Part two. Okay. I'm in episode, we're going to give you some practical things that you can actually do at home to start moving in the direction you want to in terms of your skin health. Yay. Because last episode, we really laid the groundwork as to, you know, how and why do certain skin conditions occur. And we wanted to give you the knowledge behind all that because knowledge is power and it's important to know your body and what it's experiencing so we can better understand how to heal it. And so now we're going to give you guys some tangible ideas and things to consider when trying to tackle your skin health head on. Um, but I will say, and we both we both recommend that it's really important to work with a really knowledgeable practitioner. Um, we don't recommend just you treating yourself by yourself. These are just some ideas and things to start thinking about in terms of getting the healing process started. Um, so we just wanted to lay that out there before we get started. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> She's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Yep. So let's start with the gut. I know we, okay. we talk about the gut all the time, Renee. And the reason yes. we talk about the gut all the time is it's really important. <laughs> and it's especially important with skin. Duh. So, yeah. Yeah. So again, we go back to eating right. It doesn't mean mm. you can't indulge every now and then. Definitely not. For the most part, you want to be eating a diet that's going to minimize inflammation in your body. And you're going to optimize antioxidants and fiber and really solid nutrition. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should go through what we would consider inflammatory for starters. Sure. Experiment with taking out. Sure. Um, well, everyone's different. Let's just like yeah. no two bodies are the same. We all have different needs. Um But, you know, one person might be able to tolerate gluten just fine and another person might not. So – just across the board, you know, processed wheat in America is not the best. Mm -hmm. You know, more organic um, heirloom forms of wheat and gluten are like way better tolerated and it's harder to find them, but you can absolutely find them in America. Um, but so, yeah, like to start, gluten might not be your best friend or it might. So thinking about that, dairy, right? Dairy is, is such a culprit for so many people. And people yeah. are often surprised. They take it out and they're like, oh my goodness, like I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and from a Chinese medicine perspective, it's not super great for a lot of people too, right, Renee? Yeah, it potentially might not be. So um, I think about the energetics of everything and the energetics of food in particular. And um, dairy for the most part is cold and damp which is kind of a hard energy for our bodies to process all the time. And so if you are sensitive 
I would say that, you know, it might not be the most optimal thing to eat, but goat, goat's milk and sheep's milk raw cheeses can be much easier digested by the body. Um, but it's always good to, you know, maybe do an elimination diet of something if you're not feeling so great after eating it, or if you're having like major skin issues, you know, trying an elimination diet of several foods and then adding them back in one at a time after three or four weeks can be really helpful. Right. Just giving your, it's like, we just want to turn down the volume on the inflammation. That's kind of the goal. Yeah, I agree. And you know, another thing that comes up for patients with food that shocks them sometimes because it's really healthy or a, yeah. yes, for whatever reason, for some people can really set off their skin. And I've seen this with eczema and acne the most, Yes, but if you haven't done a trial and I will also add like, if you do a trial, just kind of eliminate all these things at once if you can. Because yeah. most often there's usually like two or three things that maybe aren't so great. And if you're still eating two of the three and you're not seeing any change, you know what I mean, Renee? It's like, yes. oh, it wasn't that food. Well, maybe it was. You just need to eliminate eggs with it or something. And so totally. try to just clean it up for a couple weeks and then you can add things back in. But yes, eggs can be really surprisingly popular problematic. I mean, and, and I recommend that people eat really great pasture raised, you know, organically raised eggs, but mm-hmm. you know, for skin stuff, I tend to be a little more cautious with that. Yeah, totally. And just because you're not tolerating one or several of these foods right now doesn't mean that's your story forever. Sometimes the body just needs a reset um, and a clearing and just a time to, you know, like turn down the volume, like we said, um, of inflammation. So I don't I hate restricting foods from people's diets. It's like this just what this is just what we're trying right now. We're just gonna pause on some things. Remember that these foods are nourishing and helpful. Just right now we're gonna pause on them. Um so we don't create like a, a negative story around foods because that's what can create inflammation when you do eat those foods in the future and yeah, they serve a purpose. Hundred percent accurate. I usually tell people if you know you figure out that something's a little bit of a trigger. If you can really avoid it pretty well for a couple months, and then you can usually have some yeah. serious moderation with it, and you don't react the way you used to. Totally, Most of the time I find that to be the case, and that's kind of a nice thing. Oh yeah, I I cut out gluten from my diet for a decade, or maybe a little more. I can't remember, and. I healed my relationship to gluten and I can have it when I want it now. And it's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was about to say in the beginning of this, alcohol can be yes. problematic. And I think we underestimate how detrimental even a little bit of alcohol can be in some cases. And I've seen in some be- cases, yeah. Yeah, in, in for some people, um, I've seen it be a trigger for especially perioral dermatitis and for yeah. fungal stuff. So like dandruff, like yeasty kind of rashes, tinea, like where you maybe lose the pigment out of your skin, that kind of totally. Thing. Yeah, look at alcohol is potentially an issue for you as well, and yeah. um, corn. Yeah, for some people. Uh huh. And <laughs> caffeine. Caffeine yeah. too. It can, you know, caffeine can be really drying and so can alcohol. And, you know, I would say some a lot of people are over-caffeinated and we really just want to optimize our adrenal glands to be able to withstand, you know, doing things during our day and also resting. So 
check in with yourself if you feel like you're having too much caffeine because that's super common. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does. It takes the moisture out of like our tissue and mm-hmm. alcohol can do that too. Um, so just being cognizant of that if you have some type of condition where the skin's really dry or drying out. Um, right. Some can- people are more sensitive than others to caffeine, but people often ask me, well, how much is too much? Well, it really depends on you. But what I typically tell people is over the course of a day, you know, like a hundred milligrams or less is usually pretty mild for most people. Yeah. Um, drinking, you know, and to give you reference, a cup of black coffee can be anywhere between about 90 to a couple hundred, depending on right. what you it. <laughs> I was yeah. reading the milligrams of caffeine and some of like the, the places where I'm not going to name any names, but places where you go grab a quick cup of coffee they were really loaded with caffeine. They're and I, slammed I, with it. Like people keep going back. <laughs> cause it's yeah. Because like, like, this is really good. I yeah, really feel productive. This is strong, right? So <laughs> a little mindful of that. Yeah. And okay. some other like caffeine alternatives, um, you know, teas are much less aggressive with the caffeine burst than coffee. So, you know, black tea, I, I really – like matcha it's very smooth and there's lots of antioxidants in it um so yeah those things and then sugar obviously if you eat sugar all day every day your gut microbiome is going to be very unhappy um and then you will potentially have skin issues so i'm not saying sugar is bad entirety because life is to be enjoyed and that can include sugar so just knowing when it's too much yep Especially with um, acne, I've seen. Yes, totally. I agree. Definitely. Okay. Good okay. So now you're eating. Uh-huh. Now you're, you're eating. eating. <laughs> we need to digest this stuff, Renee. How? What do we want to tell them around, like how to optimize their own natural digestive process? So eating in peace and quiet and just eating. We talked about that on the last episode. Um, so not watching a show, doing work talking a million miles a minute while you're eating is probably the best, one of the best things you could possibly do for yourself. Chewing your food 20 to 30 times per mouthful. Um, how do you feel? Very, about- it makes for very quiet dinner parties. I know it nat- sure does. when we eat with other naturopaths, it's very quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have to wait until you swallow. <laughs> what do you, how do you feel about apple cider vinegar and bitter, bitters, um, Amy? I, you know, I, I love this. And the reason I love this is, you know, we talked about in the last episode is one of the first things that stress does or being on the run does is it shuts down our stomach. It takes a lot of energy to make stomach acid and to properly digest the parts of the food that we want to digest in the stomach, certain kinds of proteins. And so I often tell my patients that something before you eat, like a little bit of vinegar and water, a little bit of bitter herbs in water, and to get that flavor in your mouth and get your digestive juices going before you start eating, it's huge for some people. Absolutely huge. It is. Just waking up the stomach is one of the most important things you can do in our culture with the level of stress that we have. So those are two very cheap, easy ways to do it. And it's really a matter of personal preference. And I think from a Chinese medicine perspective, Renee, you probably have preferences for one person in one situation versus another, but definitely. Mm-hmm. And that depends on just who you are and 
doing voice diagnosis and pulse diagnosis if you're with me um, and just depending on your picture and how your digestion's going and how your life is. Um, so yeah, it totally depends. Like some people, apple cider vinegar or bitters might be too much. Like they might already be an overproducer. So just just knowing how to diagnose on our end is super important. Um, what about um, – let's talk about probiotics. Ooh, love them. There's love. Lots, yeah, there's some great, great lines of probiotics out there, but there's very different kinds of probiotic products. So, again, mm-hmm. we would really recommend working with a practitioner who's skilled in this area. Yes. But most people benefit, in our culture at least, in America, from a probiotic. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's just kind of like insurance and – you know, there are so many different kinds of probiotics out there and it is really best to leave it up to your practitioner to know what kind you need. And then I often rotate different kinds with my patients. I know you do that too, right, Amy? Yep. yep. Yeah. So your practitioner needs to know, needs to know um, how to do that. And when you're just self-prescribing, it's much more difficult. And, and then also there are some probiotics that we use and love that are only um you don't pick them up from a pharmacy but only you can only get them through um a practitioner or a doctor so we use kind of pharmaceutical grade probiotics but they're just handled in a little different of a way yeah because they're so good (laughs) um they're so good and they're very important there's actually usually i'll rotate through about three different ones i tease my patients it's their three-legged stool <laughs> and they go, oh, Dr. Vader, that's disgusting. And then they remember, though, they remember to take all three. <laughs> it's so important. Yeah, it it really is. Wait, will you say again what those three things were? I think you cut out for a sec. Okay, so I do three, I do a, a lactobacillus bifidus based product. Cool. And then I rotate it in with the Saccharomyces boulardii and then another probiotic that is more of the bacillus spore-forming species. So I find that collection of different kinds of probiotics, maybe rotating through those, helps the microbiome establish a little bit better of a balance. So that's not a common thing for me to do. You know, I I love that. And I will also tell you when it comes to probiotics, oh my goodness, I get people all the time, they call me, hey, this probiotic has 50 billion. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> How many billion? What you need are good ones. So it's really, really, really about quality over quantity when you read like, oh, 50 billion. Who who cares? Totally. Are 50 billion gonna work? Because if they yeah, don't exactly. work, it doesn't matter how many are in there. So quality mm-hmm. over quantity every time. I agree. Totally. And there might be some brands out there that are like 50 billion and they just might not be that great. And then there are some that are fabulous. So it's really just up to your practitioner. <laughs> okay. Then let's – can we talk about some things that really ensure that we're pooping, that we're eliminating our bowels every day? Um, by the way, you guys and girls and people and humans, um, it's really important to move your bowels daily. And in a perfect world, you would poop after every meal. And we don't live in a perfect world, so it's okay if you don't do that. But pooping one to three times a day is great as long as it's not, you know, pellety or super liquidy. 
I know. We go we go right into the heart of it. I know. I'm like with my patients, I'm like, so we're gonna talk about poop and it's all good. No shame. We all poop. What? I said no shame talking about poop. Yeah, no shame. Pooping's great. It's the best. It's really important. So chewing, we talked about chewing. Hydration, right, Amy? Absolutely. Most of us are dehydrated and that plays a massive role in whether or not you can move your bowels. Huge role in bowel movement. And so hydration is really, really important. So important. So usually we say about half your body weight in ounces, but that does shift from person to person. So work with a practitioner. Um, and it's important, like the temperature of your water is important. Um, if you're like a really deficient person that like gets really hot or really cold easily, like room temperature or warm water is probably best. But if you you have a lot of excess heat in the body, potentially room temperature or cooler water. Um, but yeah, lots of things like that. Um, what about stress management? Ooh, this is huge. I mean, it's stress, stress is, well, I mean, I think probably most people have heard of the term irritable bowel syndrome or IBS at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's really how stress is showing up in your bowels, right? And, 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 and your, your gut is like your second brain. It's really mm-hmm. important to deal with stressors to, you know, we're going to talk about some other things today around, you know, like breathing and whatnot, but like meditation has been actually shown and hypnosis have been shown to be really helpful for things like IBS. And the, the reason is, is, is it's, you know, 90% of it's your nervous system right there. So yeah. really take stock in how much stress you have, really think about what changes you can make. Really think about getting professional help if it's feeling like it's too much. Think mm-hmm. about hypnosis or EMDR or um, some other techniques that counselors might have to help you manage with, you know, your emotional stressors. But this is a really important thing to think about. Really, really yes. important. It really is. And um, I will also say, like, giving yourself enough time in the morning to go, that's, like, a huge issue where people are like, I'm not going. Like, okay, well, are you like, are we retraining your bowels? Are you giving your bowels enough time to relax and sit on the toilet, maybe read something? Like, give yourself like 20. If you're in a place where you have IBS or constipation and you're retraining your bowels, give yourself like 20 minutes in the morning to be one with the commode and <laughs> and let your bowels move. It's really important. Some hot lemon water, right, Renee? Yes. Oh my gosh. Start the day with some hot lemon water go to the bathroom. I mean, some people need to eat before they poop, which is great. So just, you know, figure out what works for you. Um, and then also to ensure, you know, moving your bowels every day, like eating a lot of veggies, high fiber foods, beans, you know, all of those kinds of things that yeah, are really important. Exercise. And exercise movement. 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 Yeah. It's as simple as going for a 20, 30, 40-minute walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about when you go to a practitioner to start solving these issues, you know, and, and working on your gut to then improve your skin, there are certain things that you need to have checked. And one of them is your thyroid because if that's not working right, your bowels are going to be off. Totally. So make sure 
your thyroid's being checked. And then also you're going to want to think about a hormone panel. You know, I mean, like for instance, low progesterone in women can cause constipation. So Mm -hmm. there's certain things that might be easy to address if you've had this chronic issue going on that's then rippling into other health problems like dermatological issues. And then lastly, you can have your gut checked. I mean, there's a lot of functional medicine doctors and naturopaths and, and holistic practitioners who will do panels and analyze your digestive tract, like what's growing in there and how are things working? And is your pancreas putting out enzymes? Is it inflamed? Do you have any bleeding going on? Like those panels exist and they're quite good sometimes. And Mm so all those things can all be really, really helpful if your GI is being stubborn. Right. So I don't, I think lab work is awesome and I think there's a time and a place for it and it's fabulous. I feel like I I don't use a ton of lab work in my practice because people usually come in with their lab work already. Yeah, I don't either, Renee. I mean, it's really- I never order it. Well, because the basics usually work. Right. If somebody's, we're doing all these things and then things are still not working, which is maybe one in, honestly, like a hundred people. Seriously, exactly. Yeah, then we'll start doing lab testing. Right. So because Amy and I are trained in the way that we're able to get to know you on a really deep level and we get to know your body and we just go straight to treatment because that's where we want you to put your money and that's where we want you to invest your time because so often lab work is literally a snapshot in time and so much can change from minute to minute in your blood work and in your urine and all these things. So um, yeah, it's super rare that we need to check labs because usually not a lot. It's not saying a lot. Sometimes it will say things, but it's usually things we already know. So it's just like, you know, confirmation, but we're trained to, to not have to go that route. We can just go straight to treatment, which is so beautiful, right? Absolutely. And I also tell people, because people will come in looking for labs or looking for answers. And I'll typically say, let's treat you for 90 days and then we'll run labs. Yeah. Because your body's going to change so fast when you clean up your diet and you get your microbiome straight and you start digesting your food and you start getting sleep and movement and hydration and Mm -hmm. managing stress, your your biochemistry is going to shift often fairly profoundly. And by the time I get those lab tests back, doesn't apply. It's out of date already, right? And yeah. so it's it's something that I will typically do later. But for those of you out there, if you've been doing all these things and things are still off, you would want to go to a doctor probably and get some stuff checked. Exactly. That's when it's warranted for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also going to say, which brings us to the next thing we want to talk about. Also, if you're taking care of your emotional body, then your health improves greatly. So Let's talk about like, you know, in our last episode, we talked a little bit about how um, unresolved emotions or trauma or abuse or things like that can get stuck in the body or punted to the physical body if they aren't um, addressed in the emotional space. So let's talk about some tools we use to help move this energy. What do you like to use? I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, this is so our jam. So I, this could just be a whole other episode, which probably will be in the future. Um, so tools to help move the emotions through. These are my favorites as of late. So I love journaling. Um, I think it's really important and I don't think you need to journal every day. You just need to journal when things come up. It could be once a month, once a week, once a day, if that works for you. And it can be three sentences. I don't care. Just putting pen to paper and making that contact is so helpful. Um, 
And you could just be like, I'm having a really tough time. And Dr. Renee and Dr. Bader said that I needed to do this. So here I am. I mean, that's great. Step one. Yeah. Um, so journaling's awesome. Therapy is fabulous. EMDR is a type of therapy that is really helpful for processing and healing trauma. And then with what we do, you know, we use biotherapeutic drainage or drainage in homeopathy and flower essences. And I use acupuncture. We both use herbs to help move emotions through the body so that you can feel them and heal them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something else that has been really helpful is um meditation obviously and there's so many there's thousands of kinds of meditation so in deep breathing and we'll talk about that in a second um but i and i don't think i've talked to you about this amy but um in the last several months probably like last six months at least i've been doing this work called to be magnetic and this woman named Lacey phillips she is a She's like a, the, a manifestation coach or a manifestation teacher, but she helps you work through um, any limiting beliefs or blocks that are kind of ruling your life. She helps you work through those things with her online courses. And so you can, you know, live your most authentic life and be in your worth and be in your value and manifest the life that you want. So I've been doing that work and I recommend that work a lot to my patients and it is very helpful. Um, the second yeah. person in two days and tell me about that. So I now officially. Need okay. To- so when we're done with this episode, we'll have a talk about it. <laughs> it's fabulous. It's so helpful. I have. I have grown so much um, and healed a lot with that work. And the thing I love about that work is that it's self-guided. And, you know, having appointments with Amy and I are so important because it's like a check-in. We see what's going on with the body. We see what layers we've shed and what layers are coming up now to heal. So it's like this big, you know, healing session where we talk with you, but then we send you off into the world for the next three to four weeks or however long. And it's like, you need to keep doing the work in between the visits. And so that's why I love the To Be Magnetic online um, courses is because they're self-guided. You can do it in between visits and they really can make the healing process happen so much faster. It's kind of wild. Um, So I highly recommend those. And Lacey is fabulous. She's really great. And it's all about reprogramming the neural pathways in the brain to create new belief systems. Um, it's fabulous. I can't, I can't speak more highly about it. That sounds amazing. You know what it's else? Amazing. And this is going to be so my woo side, but I know you'll get it. I do kind yeah. of therapy a lot with my patients. Yes. Same. And so, and you and, taught me about it. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> I, I was taught by an amazing mentor of mine, but like, if you really want to get things balanced in your body, sometimes it's helpful to look at the colors associated with our energy centers, our chakras, and where those colors. So for instance, if somebody's having really poor digestion and really bad boundaries, and I might have them wrap themselves up in like yellow. Yes. You know, to represent kind of that solar plexus chakra. Yes. And I'm like, I'm teasing my patients. I'm like, okay, I want you to go buy orange underwear (laughs) and a blue scarf. And I need you to wear that to work because I, or red underwear to be grounded and blue to express your emotions and your opinion. Um, And so as weird as that sounds, it does help people 
who oh. I don't maybe even being connected to their body, you know, or like sleep in green sheets to heal your heart. Like they, it's it does something, people. It does. It a thousand percent does. Oh my god, I'll notice like if I'm gravitating towards blue, I'm like, I'll make the connection. Blue is the color for the fifth chakra and the um, the throat chakra, and I'm like, I need to express myself more. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, red underwear. Yes, I need to ground myself. <laughs> Whatever, all the time, all the time. It's really important. Our bedroom is like this coral color, and that's all about like the sacral chakra, which is orange or orangey creation, creativeness. I'm like, oh, how brilliant is this? Like creative energy while I sleep. Like that's so important. So. It's little things like that. And I, yeah, you taught me about that. And that's, <laughs> it's amazing. My bedroom is gray. I think I'm just sleeping. <laughs> You're just sleeping. Well, that's good too. I mean, love a neutral. <laughs> love a neutral tone. Yeah, I love a neutral. Okay. So let's talk about um, going back to the physical body, that next system. And this is, there's a little overlap here. The next system we want to talk about is the liver. And yeah. We- just had been talking about constipation and one treatment that will both address liver and constipation are castor oil packs. Yes, the best. So castor oil is an amazing oil that comes from the castor plant. And, you know, its nickname throughout the ages has been Palma Christi, as in Hand of Christ. And I think that it has that nickname because it just helps heal kind of everything. It really and does. So, yeah. So you can find it in any health food store. You can get it online and you would put it on your belly, across your whole belly. It's going to move a lot of lymphatic fluid in your abdomen, which has an effect of actually really stimulating the lymph around the gut, but also through the liver. And so I've had really great shifts in people's bowel movements or the way their hormones are processing or whatnot, just by doing this simple hydrotherapy technique. Totally. You can do it most days in the beginning, you know, like if you can do it four or five times a week in the beginning, and then, you know, as you get better, you can kind of back off on that a little, it's really helpful. And I have people just rub it on and and put it on a t-shirt and wear it to bed. That's what I do too. Cause it's like way less messy and it absorbs in the skin and the body by the time you wake up and it's just no fuss. Right. And you know, you'll see this. If you look at high end um, skincare lines, a lot of them contain castor oil. And the reason too is that it moves the lymph. It'll move the puff out of your face. Yep. It's a lymphagogue. It it's moves lymphagog. the lymph. And oh my God, it's a good lymphagogue. So <laughs> I mean, it's like people put on like sprained ankles that are really swollen and help the swelling go down and whatnot. Oh, so totally. It's good to have around the house, but you can get a jump start on your healing with this. Can I tell you a really funny story about castor oil? Yes. I think I know the story and I'm excited for you to okay. tell it. This is hysterical. So I had the, one of the most wonderful patients ever. She was, I think, 23 years old and she had been just so sick through all her teens and in her 20s. She had been diagnosed by a rheumatologist with what he called idiopathic water retention syndrome. Which okay. I laugh out loud. I'm like, so he doesn't know why, but you're bloated. That's literally what that means. <laughs> literally what it means. I'm like, okay, you're inflamed. So she'd been put on lots of medications in the past and just felt terrible. So she comes in to see me. And I remember it was the last patient of the day. It was the end of the day. And she was going to start the treatment plan the next day. But that night she decided decided to start one of my recommendations, which was castor oil on her belly. And so I told her, 
put this on for 10 minutes, then wash it off. So I get the call the next day and she's like, oh my God, she was from Texas, had the cutest accent ever. She's like, mm. oh my God, what did you do to me? I was on the toilet for three hours last night. And now I'm thinking, what? Like, oh, how did that even, I said, tell me what you did. She goes, well, I put that caster on my belly for like two hours or three hours. And I'm like, wait, I told you 10 minutes. And she said, yeah, but I didn't think it was going to do anything. I'm like, okay. So she was up for two hours three oh hours something like that having diarrhea all night because her body just kicked into cleansing mode it just it went okay thanks <laughs> she had side effects that she had on me taking medications she hadn't taken for years yeah she was cleansing having a healing crisis like so so if you're really really sick you might want to go super easy with the castor oil in the beginning yeah it really does activate your body to start taking care of business it sure so, does. It sure does. <laughs> it's so funny. She goes, oh my God, my whole family wants to see you now, but they're scared. That's uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Maybe oh they'll follow my instructions. She had really cute sense of humor. And I um, loved how you did her little accent. That was adorable. Yeah. She's, she's, she's bad. She's bad. But, oh my she, gosh. you know, she did end up getting much better. And, um, it, I mean, it just goes to show the power of this, these simple things we're telling you can move mountains if you're consistent truly um, so if you you know and castor oil is one of those things you're like oh it doesn't seem like it would do much over time if you're consistent it it will most likely help on some level it um, does it's so it, nourishing and healing and the lymphs i i look at the lymph the lymphatic system is like its own organ system mm -hmm. and it's huge it has a huge play player in waste management in the body keeping what we need, getting rid of what we don't. And it's just like a backup system that's really important, um, especially for the skin. So, yep. yeah. Okay. What else do we want to tell them about their liver? Well, um, do you guys know about – I know you can't answer me, so this is a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a – a clock, an organ clock in Chinese medicine. And every two hour period highlights a different organ. Um, and that's when said organ is like rejuvenating and cleansing and healing and working and highlighted, like the spotlights on that organ. So in Chinese medicine, gallbladder time is from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Liver is 1 a.m. to 3. Lung is three to five, large intestine, five to seven. So those four organ systems are really, 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 really important when it comes to skin health. So you want to make sure you are sleeping during those times. I mean, in a perfect world, you would go to sleep and get, get in bed and go to sleep between nine and 11. Um, between 9 and kind of 10.30 is like a sweet spot because you want to get in bed before gallbladder time wants to do its healing because it's really important to sleep during those hours. Um, this may sound really silly, but it's really important. Um, so winding down your nighttime routine so you get sleepy and you can get in bed around 9, maybe do some reading and go to sleep. Um, that's like really important because – you feel different when you go to bed at 11. You feel very different when you go to bed at midnight or 1 or 3. It's very, very different on your body. And your body's not getting that healing time, that recuperation time, because you're not sleeping. So 
This is that's huge. my well, this is huge. My patients get so tired of me nagging about going to bed early, but they will all tell you that it, I just cannot express the importance of this enough. You know, like in every visit, like are you going to bed? Go to bed by ten. Go to bed by yeah. ten. Yeah. It's really important. It's so important. And not get in bed at ten. Get in bed earlier than that. It might take you some time to go to sleep. So I do my gratitude and my prayers and I read. Usually I pass out before that because <laughs> I'm just in such a happy heart space and I pass out and I can't even get to my book. Can't even like nine times out of 10, reading doesn't even happen and I love to read. So that's just, it works people. Okay. okay. Liver, back to liver again, yeah. you know, from a more biological standpoint, you know, yeah. there's a lot of stuff you can do with herbs homeopathy, mm -hmm. drainage, acupuncture, those things though are really important to have guided by a trained practitioner who's really good at that stuff. Yeah. So, because they're highly individual, but totally. um, they can be extremely helpful. Um, so we really encourage you, you know, to take that step to yeah. work around that. Well, because like milk thistle might work, which is an herb for the liver, might work great for one person, but their best friend, it might not work for them. Same right. with like juniper or rosemary or nettle, um, all these different herbs um, that can be good for one person, but not, but might not be great for the next. So yeah, definitely work with someone. Yeah. And same with homeopathy, like one person that needs like a podium may need staphysagria. So it's mm -hmm. so, our, our medicine is so individualized. Um, same thing with diet, like one diet doesn't fit all. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Find yourself a, a practitioner. Yes. Lungs, 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 lungs. Oh, let's talk about lungs. Yeah. We talked about lungs in the last episode and how important lungs are to skin health from a Chinese medicine perspective. So breathing would be a good start <laughs> to having healthy lungs. Most of us hold our breath all day. Oh my God. Totally. Like, I mean, I wish we could all raise our hands right now, but how many times do you catch yourself like holding your breath a million times. I that's like the that's my organ that's um needs the most support for sure is my lung because I hold my breath constantly. I'm probably holding it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my favorite kind of taking a deep breath, you guys. Okay, my favorite um tool to help the nervous system remember to breathe. Vol, you know, involuntarily would be to do five, five, five. So inhaling slowly for five counts, holding that breath for five counts, exhaling slowly for five counts. Um, it's really important and it might be a little uncomfortable. Don't push it. If you feel like you're going to pass out, do a shorter number, lesser number. Um, but do it as many times as it feels good. Be like, I do it if it feels good. It's, I mean, it's important work to do. So it might not feel great. I even, I do it when it doesn't feel great um, because you need to retrain your body to breathe. Um, that's important. Oh, and moving your body exercise helps get the lungs to move, moving your arms. When you go for a walk, move your arms. It helps move the lymph too. So it's in that helps the skin. So really important. Sorry, I passed out for a second there. 
She was doing the five, five, five. <laughs> I was just seeing how long I could make that five last. It's really uh, hard. <laughs> so a um, couple things I want to mention, but I know we're going to go into them more in detail in the next episode, Renee. Yeah. Some staples that I think are important, and I think you probably share these opinions on like skin health would be things that are loaded with antioxidants. So green tea, white tea, um, they are are loaded. And we'll talk more about the research in the next episode. Tea, um, And then eating tons of fruits and vegetables that have lots of color is really important. Totally. Um, And then also um, collagen, which we will pick apart in detail in the next episode. But I, I think it's really an important staple for skin health. I've seen collagen and collagen can help your liver too, because it's got some amino acids in it that help the liver, the process within the liver. But I've actually seen collagen really, really help acne, adding that into your diet. So we'll, we'll go into more detail and geek out on that stuff in the next episode. Um, But I do want to talk about topical things right now. Yeah. People are always asking like, what should I put on my skin? Um, and that can be a little tricky because you can yes. make things worse really fast. With yes, your- for sure. Yeah. So let's just start by talking about skincare lines we like. And why. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Clover Tree Apothecary. I've been using their products for a very long time, at least a decade. Um, and they're made and formulated in Dallas, Texas, Plano, Texas, where I'm originally from. And everything is organic. Everything is plant-based. Um, it's all just—it's all formulated by an herbalist. Um, so everything is just lovely and wonderful and amazing. And I use it all with my—I use it a lot with my um, my patients. And I also like Living Libations. Um, there's a few. There's several products from there that I really, really like. But I'm always trying new things just to see you know, cause it's good to change it up. Um, so I'm constantly researching products for skin. What about you? You know, I have also spent a lot of time dabbling. I mean, I think y'all know by now that I personally struggle with my skin and I've had a long history of not being able to put stuff on my skin because mm-hmm. it's reactive. Um, and I mean, including sunscreen. So, I mean, I l- literally spent like 48 years of my life doing the inside <laughs> approach on skincare. And then I finally did find some lines recently that I really love, but the one that I use the most right now, um, and I have found patients to respond really beautifully to it is the spa doctor. Yeah. Disclaimer. It was started by a brilliant woman named Trevor Cates, who's a friend of mine, but she, she also has her own struggles with skin and she's amazing. And she set out to develop a very clean, 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 clean skincare line that has the right pH. And the pH is literally what makes it or breaks it for people who have sensitive skin like, like I do. Yeah. Um, If it's your skin is supposed to be acidic and the vast majority of the stuff out there to put on your skin is alkaline. And it really disrupts the pH of the the mantle on your skin and it messes up your microbiome. And so I have found you know, I, when I learned about skincare products, like I'm, you know, with skin tea now, I go to a lot of like, um, expos and stuff. I'm always like, what's the pH? What's the pH? What's the pH? Because yeah. I'm obsessed with this mildly acidic pH that our skin really, really needs. Um, and 
So I love her line. I've also used Osmia Organics for people with perioral dermatitis. That was Mm -hmm. developed in Colorado by, I think she's a dermatologist, but it's a really lovely line that can really calm down perioral derm really quickly. Um, And then I, you know, I'm kind of excited about some of the new lines that are coming up with some probiotics in them for topical use. I think very promising for a lot of us, you know, especially people with like eczema and things. Um, I'm known for my, uh, what I call the dirty Cleopatra. Do you remember that treatment I do? No. Oh, yes, I do. You tell them, tell them. Yeah. I laugh because the dirty Cleopatra sounds like a fancy drink or something, <laughs> or something you get in a, a snooty bar. But the reality <laughs> is, you know, Cleopatra, it is said that she used to bathe in fermented milk. She used to bathe in kefir, which is like yogurt. It's loaded with acidic type probiotics. Yeah. And so I, and I, I will definitely say I learned this trick from, from another doctor friend of mine named Amanda Waters, but she's been doing like pediatrics forever and putting kids with eczema into yogurt baths. And I learned that from her. I started putting all my people into yogurt baths and oh my goodness, so many people with eczema and dandruff and even mild fungal infections feel better and get better quickly when they put probiotics on their skin. So That's I so great. Yeah, sheep yogurt, I think works the best. Unflavored, plain, organic. And like a warm bath? Yeah. So what I'll have people do is draw a warm bath, not too hot. While they're waiting for the bath to fill, they can actually take straight up yogurt and put it on any lesion. Sweet. That I love that. Do. Yeah. Dump the rest of the, you know, just like a normal container size. It doesn't have to be huge. Put it in the bath. Swirl it around. Um, it's kind of chunky and it will smell like fermented stuff. I mean, I tease my patient. I'm like, you're going to smell like baby vomit, but your skin will look great. So, (laughs) (laughs) but you get in the bath and you kind of sit in this, you know, probiotic broth, if you will. And you just sit in there for a little while and you kind of get it all over. Don't use soap and soap it off. Maybe do it in the evening. Um, and just leave your skin alone after that and give it 24 hours. Maybe do it on the weekend. And I've actually had people like lifelong dandruff put it in their scalp and and have yogurt like really reset the ph and the and the microbiome of the scalp so it's cheap love it you know i've had a couple patients who used cow's yogurt and felt a little itchy and i thought well maybe they're allergic so you know there's plant-based yogurts now and they're you know coconut and flax and then there's sheep and goat so you probably can find something your body agrees with totally to get those probiotics on there. And, you know, they're not the normal bugs you would have there, but they're friendly. The body likes those bacteria. So sure. it'll things down for people often quite quickly. And with that said, vinegar can go a long way on the skin. Like if you've got a, a, a fungal, like a little candida kind of rash going on or some kind of tinea where your pigment or your skin you know, it's a fungal loss of pig- cause for loss of pigment or even the yeah. like rashes under the arms or whatnot, a water vinegar spritz. Yes. Keeping that area dry after that can be helpful. And I find it just as helpful sometimes as the, the maybe even more so than the over-the-counter totally. creams and even some of the prescription creams. Absolutely. So those I, are some of my favorite topicals. I love that. And then, oh, and then going back, because I just had a thought, um, making sure you're sweating. So your skin, we've talked about emunctories, which are your detox pathways in many prior episodes, but your emunctories are like your liver, your kidneys, your gut, your nervous system, 
um, all the things, your menses, all the things. But for your skin as an emunctory, it has to sweat. You have to sweat. It's so important. I cannot tell you how many times people say like, I don't sweat. I don't sweat. And that used to be me. Like I used to do like, I used to, I was a dancer and I used to dance like, I don't know, five, six, seven hours a day in high school. And there would be times where like, I would sweat a little, like get a little clammy, but um, I was not, my emunctories were not fully open. And so now like I'll go on a 20 or 30 minute walk. My back is sweaty. It is wet. If I do like a little, like a 15 minute bar three workout, I am sweating. I mean, I'm not dripping buckets like you are in a sauna, but my skin is eliminating. It's really important that you get yourself to sweat. And in order to do that, you know, exercising, but it's really important to make sure that your circulation is moving. So exercising, but saunaing, like going to a sauna once a week for like 10, 15 minutes, maybe twice a week, that's not one size fits all. Like if you have hot flashes or a really hot natured person, saunaing might be too much for you. So again, work with a practitioner, but making sure your blood, your heart is pumping your blood to every single little area of your body is really important to make sure that you're in health and that your skin is healthy and that you're sweating. Don't you agree? I agree. And I've also um, heard there's some really solid research coming out with sauna. There is. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. My husband tells me about it all the time because he's like fascinated with saunas. I love it. It's really cute. Is he trying to get you to buy one for your home? <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Like that's on the list and I cannot I wait for that. From my house. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. It's amazing. Um, I just went with my one of my best friends and colleagues, Sarah Trotta, to um, – have you heard of this place, Amy? It's in Bingen or Bingen, Washington called the Society Hotel. No. Okay. It's so cute. We went last week for my birthday and they have soaking. They have like a warm pool, a cold plunge, which was very cold. And I was not able to get all the way in. So I took a cold shower instead. I'm a wimp and own it. Um, They have a hot tub, like a hotter pool. And then they have a sauna. It was so sweet and lovely and beautiful and clean, but I felt so good after. And like, I'm a person that can't sauna too much because I'm yin deficient and I can get you know, too hot or too cold really easily. Um, but it's really, I've made a lot of, or recommended that a lot of my patients sauna more than they don't. Um, so a few times, a couple times a week to help get the blood moving and get the lymph going and the skin sweating. Sounds lovely. It is lovely. We should go have a work date there. Oh no, we can plan our next set of podcasts from the hot tub. Oh my God. That sounds great. Or just a fun (laughs) date. Yeah. Okay, so we have a lot of practical information today. Yeah. Uh, And I want to dive into the anti-aging piece of skin because, you know, people ask us about that a lot too. And like, okay, now your skin is healthy. How do you keep it looking really great and and have it be glowing as you age? Um, So we'll dive into that in some detail in our next episode. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about that because Amy's got pretty great skin. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, goals. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's important, you know, you want to feel good from the inside out and support your body in every way possible. So yeah, we're going to dive deep into, you know, preventative skin health and anti-aging and, and how to stay glowy and fresh and clear and happy throughout every stage of your life. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Everybody, thank you so much. 
Thank you, thank you. Have a beautiful day and we'll see you next time. Bye.